You are listening to the Practice Growth Podcast with Sean Terrell. Welcome to the Practice Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Terrell, and we're excited to have as a guest on this episode, Todd Slycord. Todd is a territory representative with Patterson Dental, and he works with dentists and dental offices in the Des Moines, Iowa metro area and also with uh, central Iowa as well. Todd, welcome to the Practice Growth Podcast. Great to have you here. Thank you, Sean. Great to be here. Uh, really appreciate the invitation. Uh, pretty unique experience. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And uh, yeah, thank you. And really excited about our conversation. I always like to start with just some context for the audience. So if you could just share a little bit more about your background and kind of how you arrived at the current point of your career. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so personally, uh, for whatever reason, I have always been uh, into dentistry, uh, really enjoyed my dentist growing up uh, in the West Des Moines area, uh, also got to partake in orthodontic treatment, uh, love my orthodontist as well, uh, actually would spend, um, you know, <laughs> I went with my dad a couple times, but uh, when they had take your son to work days, uh, I actually asked my dentist and orthodontist a couple times if I could go with them, so, um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, so it was a path I definitely saw myself going down. Um, went to Iowa State University. Uh, while I was up there, found a way to tailor a Bachelor of Liberal Studies degree to uh, essentially work as a pre-dental degree since they did not have that uh, at Iowa State. Uh, so did all my sciences and everything uh, and actually went as far as taking the uh, the DAT exams and then uh, just decided I needed a break from schooling um, and uh, unfortunately did not get back on the schooling path. However, uh, you know, my my love for dentistry and wanting to get back to it uh, kind of remained. And so I had the opportunity. I joined a, a corporate uh, dental outfit, did regional management uh, for about 10 years. Uh, but the traveling with that was not conducive to a family life. Uh, so uh, I actually ended up applying to Patterson Dental, got uh, lucky enough to join as the operations manager, uh, oversaw about 30 staff members, including all the service technicians and inside staff, everybody that makes the gears churn that doesn't get seen out in the field. Uh, and then uh, about three, three and a half years ago, approximately, uh, had a opportunity uh, arrive to where I was able to come out of the office, uh, get back out to, you know, face-to-face meetings with a lot of these customers that I had been talking with over the phone for, uh, you know, my operations management time. So, um, been doing that ever since and, uh, absolutely love it. So it's, it's interesting that you had, uh, an early interest in dentistry because I think what most people would assume is if that's the case, you're going to, and you talked about how you considered dental school. Um, some people look, go the hygiene route or even an assistant. Uh, I'm curious because, uh, on the surface and I don't have as much experience as you do, I would think that in your current role now, most people are coming into those type of roles, uh, with some sort of interest or background in sales, first and foremost. And what I hear you saying is y- your interest was actually in dentistry and you wouldn't found maybe a different path within that industry. Uh, 
or a different way to be involved in that industry uh, that didn't involve some of more of the, the traditional ways. I guess, how common uh, have you found that to be that you had for someone else to have an interest in dentistry and then kind of to choose uh, this path as a way to be involved with it? Uh, in all honesty, uh, I have not met anyone else yet. Um, however, I do know of a doctor in the Des Moines area that was, you know, more in, in my shoes, uh, currently as a territory rep and actually made the opposite decision to then go on to dental school and, uh, you know, take on the other side of the, the coin. So, uh, yeah, I think some of my experiences are a little bit unique. Um, but, yeah, like I said, I definitely wouldn't have it any other way. So for background, maybe if you would share a little bit more about Patterson Dental and some of the services uh, that they provide for dentists and dental practices. Yeah, so Patterson Dental, um, you know, they, it's, I couldn't ask for a better support staff, um, you know, from uh, the, you know, the service schedulers to the service technicians, um, you know, the customer service, just everybody really has a uh, customer-centric view. Uh, the way Patterson's set up, uh, it's a decentralized type of model to where, you know, we have a lot of uh, capabilities of essentially running our own branch here locally. So um, it, it's very nice, very family-oriented, uh, and we do almost everything in dental. Uh, you know, we can go from your, you know, finding you the cotton rolls, gloves, masks, which masks and gloves, I guess, are a little more difficult at this time, but, um, you know, all the way up to your more extensive equipment, um, you know, your cone beam x-rays, your CAD cam dentistry, uh, and even design a practice for you if that's what the stage that you're at. Um, we have a couple of contractors that we work with fairly regularly, but, uh, you know, we worked with, with everybody uh, in terms of being able to you know, really be a full service dealer um, and help our practices grow. And so that'll include supplies, uh, equipment, software, technology, uh, and you said even design for dental practices. So kind of everything across the board, it sounds like. Exactly, exactly. So in, in your role as a territory representative, are you sort of the point person? Is that the best way to describe kind of what your role is with the dentists that you have relationships with and the offices that you work with in terms of, uh, you know, being in the dentist world and then kind of getting a sense on an ongoing basis what uh, what could be improved, what needs uh, examined within their practice, and then figuring out a way to help them within the scope of Patterson's uh, overall kind of full service uh, model? Yes, yes. Yeah, I definitely uh, kind of see myself as a, you know, a point person, a gatekeeper, uh, if you will, to uh, all of the offerings of Patterson. Um, you know, and it might be from something that I just observe while in an office um, uh, to make a suggestion to them. Or, you know, we have a lot of dentists that will use us uh, as resources uh, to help solve some of their in-office issues. Um, you know, for example, staffing. Um you know, stuff like that. But yes, I definitely like to be uh, the point person personally. Uh, that way, you know, I have a pulse on what's going on uh, with all of my offices. Uh, I can kind of keep tabs on timing of things and just make sure that, you know, things run smoothly, which uh, nine times out of 10, we have excellent communication amongst our different divisions anyways. But uh, but yeah, I, I definitely like to be involved 
as much as I can, as much as the the dentist will let me, I, I suppose. And yeah, that's, it's interesting because, you know, I would just say in my limited experience, uh, my understanding was that some of the territory reps were, were providing uh, products and uh, that was their primary purpose. And then I had a conversation with another dentist that I have a relationship with. And he said, actually, my, my representative has been invaluable to me. Um, I realized that some of the stuff that I, I get from him, you know, I could get anywhere else for maybe a little bit cheaper, but the, the, the value added or the other insight or expertise that he gives me just kind of overall with my practices has helped so much. And that was kind of how we ended up having a conversation. So uh, maybe just share a little bit more about how you think about that and just kind of your mindset into not just being the person that has the products, but also trying to help the dentist uh, with, with a wide ranging uh, array of areas in their practice. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, yes, we, we wouldn't be in business if we didn't have, you know, the, the supplies of products, the, you know, the latest and greatest, the new products, um, and the knowledge that comes along with that. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, um, you know, I see myself more as a, a resource, you know, a resource to, uh, help them on their path to success, whether it be, you know, if they do actually need some knowledge on a product, by all means, you know, we can provide that. Um, but aside from that, like I said, uh, just the, the networking aspect, um, you know, if, if a doctor is looking for an associate, um, looking for a staff member, uh, those are things that uh, we really network well within Patterson. Um, again, you know, keeping as much confidential as the doctor would like. Um, however, you know, a lot of times we can make suggestions or, uh, you know, help them understand, you know, what the market is, you know, at a certain point for adding someone to their practice or maybe, you know, a nudge to, to think about doing that. You know, maybe we, we see that they're growing at a pace or have the ability to grow at a pace that, uh, you know, would, might need some more people, more hands on deck. Um, so yeah, I think sometimes it's, it's really important for practices to get that, that outside uh, you know, kind of more third party perspective, um, just to, to get another glimpse into their practice as opposed to, you know, kind of getting, getting stuck in it. And, uh, you know, sometimes you just can't, can't see everything, you know, you get kind of caught up in the day to day and, and just lose track of some of the bigger goals. And, and that's, you know, what I like to do is just make sure that everybody's on the path that they want to be, uh, and, and let them know how we can help them get there. So I would imagine that uh, a dentist isn't going to take your recommendations the first or the second time that they meet you or that you show up uh, at their office. Uh, I would think that this is more of a long game and you're building relationships over the long term. Uh, how do you think about that? Yeah, it's, uh, it's, <laughs> it's pretty rare that uh, you would get someone that you know, kind of opens up everything to you on the, the first visit. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, in, in like Patterson as a whole, I think has a, a level of respect behind it, uh, to where that, that assists a lot of times in at least, you know, allowing us to visit, uh, with some of the dentists at the beginning, but then from there, yeah, it's absolutely a relationship building. Um, you know, I mean, it takes some time. There's obviously different styles of certain reps and maybe, you know, some don't fit 
others. But, uh, you know, it's something that you just need to need to, in my experience, you know, just maintain a contact, get a feel for everybody's comfort level. Uh, and then, you know, obviously, uh, when I do get an opportunity, uh, to, to help with something, um, you know, that's top priority for me. Uh, you know, I really want to let them see, you know, how Patterson operates. So this is all uh, with the caveat of, you know, COVID and how that's affected dentistry and, and everyone's world. And we were recording this at, uh, at, while COVID is uh, surging in Iowa <laughs> yet again. Uh, how has that affected your ability to to meet with dentists and build relationships and, um, you know, because maybe even to back up a step, uh, under normal conditions pre-COVID, how regularly were you uh, visiting with or stopping by or being in touch with the dentists that you have relationships and, and contacts with? Yep. So, uh, yeah, the, the whole COVID thing has been pretty wild. But um, pre, pre-pandemic, um, I personally would visit my practices uh, once every two weeks at a minimum. Um, I have some practices that, you know, by request, I would visit weekly. Uh, you know, it just kind of comes from the discussions with the doctor, the staff, um, you know, what what type of assistance they might be needing with, you know, ordering or, you know, just anything in general. Um, since COVID, uh, obviously, we had a period of time there where it was solely, um, you know, email, text, phone calls, um, I didn't didn't really try my hand too much at the uh, the Zoom conferencing, <laughs> um, but uh, since then, since we've been able to go back to the offices, uh, you know, I have been asked we've asked to limit our touches. So uh, generally now, once every three weeks is what I've spaced out to to visiting my offices, um, and you know, I just make myself overly available uh, outside of those times. So. You know, everybody has my cell phone number. Uh, I always tell them, you text me, you're gonna, you know, get a response within 24 hours at the longest. And and I'm I'm the type of person that can't let it sit that long, anyways. So uh, they're probably gonna hear from me within an hour. But um, yeah, I've been pleasantly surprised that you know, just everybody's just been so understanding on both sides. You know, uh, we're all just working together to try to get through this, um, and so. You know, the communication, just everybody being open and, uh, you know, willing to, you know, maybe help put some orders through via, you know, voicemails or uh, text messages. Uh, it's it's actually been great. Um, you know, I, I definitely applaud my offices and, uh, you know, can't can't imagine a lot of their day to day. What sort of characteristics do you see or find most common in successful dental practices? Uh, I think, you know, first and foremost, uh, you know, kind of like our, our business. I mean, we're customer centric. Uh, obviously, they've got to have, you know, a patient first mentality. Um, you know, do what's right for the patient. You'll be rewarded 10 times over. I mean, patients talk, um, you know, the other thing that they talk about that has definitely helped some practices is just, uh, you know, working with technology. Uh, you know, don't be afraid of, you know, new technology. Uh, don't, you don't need to be the first person to go out and buy a brand new product, but, 
uh, you know, as you see some of the things start to really incorporate into the industry, uh, you know, eventually some of those technological moves are going to become the norm. And uh, I think it's important for dentists to not, you know, fall behind in respect to that. Um, because like I said, I mean, patient bases talk, um, you know, my, my dad personally had a CAD cam crown done. Uh, you know, it's like every other person he meets, he is like trying to show them his CAD cam crown and explain the process. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, that's, that's the ultimate, I guess, word of mouth advertising. So, um, yeah, I think just being fluid, being fluid is just a, a huge thing and, and not, uh, not sweating the small stuff. Um, you know, it's something where sometimes I'll find dentists that, uh, you know, I hadn't met with before. We'll get to meet and start going through things and kind of find out their habits of, you know, how they typically get products. And some, I'm astounded by the amount of computer time that's spent, uh, you know, searching through websites and this and that to, to find simple products, um, you know, where, where I find, you know, their time is a thousand times more valuable, you know, in a chair, you know, doing work on those patients. So, uh, you know, I think flexibility and just, you know, stick to do, do what you do best and, uh, you know, don't be afraid to try new technology. And so don't spend a lot of time, uh, pricing out, uh, over different places, all the supplies that could easily be delivered at a phone with a phone call or, uh, an in-person visit. Yeah, I mean, it, it's something that, uh, you know, there's definitely a time and a place to to get some, you know, comparison uh, numbers. But uh, at the end of the day, yeah, I, I don't want my doctors to, you know, spend exorbitant amounts of time, you know, for for pennies, you know, here or there when, uh, you know, I'm going to make sure that they're set up for success. I mean, I, I'm looking at their production versus their spend. Uh, and we, we want to keep it as reasonable as possible because ultimately, you know, their success is my success. Uh, so there's, there's no bigger fan of, you know, them, you know, coming out and doing what they need to do than, than someone in my role. Longer term, what sort of trends do you see impacting dentistry over the next three to five years? Yep. Um, you know, it's, Obviously, things are a little thrown off with uh, the last year or so, but um, I think, you know, some of the big trends, uh, you know, and we've seen it coming on strong for quite a while, but CAD CAM dentistry, um, you know, that is, it, it's it's here. I mean, it's here to stay. It's going to continue to evolve and even get better, um, but I just think that's something that is going to become, you know, super important in each practice to have that, um, you know, to be able to, you know, potentially with a full system, be able to bring a patient in, you know, start to finish, have a crown on them and out the door, you know, within a couple hours, uh, is just light years beyond, you know, the come back in two to three weeks and we'll submit it on type of thing. And, you know, time is valuable and, uh, you know, people really appreciate that type of, service that can be offered. Um, you know, otherwise I think, uh, we've seen, you know, some off and on in terms of, uh, doctors kind of joining up, um, creating, 
kind of multi-practices between specialties at times. Um, So I don't know, that might be something that, uh, you know, continues, uh, just having kind of little areas in some cities where it's kind of a dental metropolis and, uh, you know, you can, can visit a pediatric dentist, a general dentist, an oral surgeon. Um, but, you know, for a lot of dentists, if they take the, if they take the time to invest in themselves, you know, learn more about the technology and use what's available to them, I don't think that, you know, those specialties need to be overused. Um, I think, you know, dentists right now, there's, that's another trend you're seeing is, a lot more general dentists are getting into um, implant placement, for example. Um, you know, procedures that generally they might have referred out, but through, uh, again, some certain technologies, um, cone beam x-ray, CBCT, uh, they're able to achieve, you know, the same, if not better results than some specialists at times. So um, there's definitely definitely some stuff to come. So technology, broadly speaking, uh, affording dentists the ability to uh, do more procedures or with more expertise than maybe they could before and do them sooner to get what I would think would be a higher, for lack of a better term, yes rate from the patient to moving forward if it's something that can be done shorter uh, with technology or in a shorter time frame than private previously could be done. Just Does that kind of sum up what you were saying is that or I am kind of summing up what you were saying, but yeah, yeah, uh, the, uh, just yeah, the ability to keep stuff more in house. You know, yep. I mean, it's something where it's great to use specialists in certain cases. I mean, you know, definitely know know your limitations, know what you want to get into because there are going to be um, you know some hard cases out there that that's that's why we have specialists. But uh, you know, some of the the easier implant placements uh, or endodontic treatments, you know, with technology. Uh, there's there's a heck of a lot of stuff that some of these general dentists can uh, you know keep in house and you know anytime you send somebody away from your practice to do something you know you're still kind of on that uh, you know good faith that they're going to come back to you to finish up that work so mm-hmm. by keeping it in house it, it's pretty nice but I mean the specialists again having a great relationship with your specialists in your community um, you know that that does wonders for you as well because they you know. You, you make sure you get a patient to them. They're going to make sure that patient comes right back to you to, to finish the treatment. Well taken care of. And maybe just to kind of close the loop on the technology thing, with, with that comes uh, the investment up front with the new technology and also probably the time and the energy to, I'm sure there's an education component uh, involved with some of those newer uh, procedures or the use of some of those newer technologies as well. Right. And that's something that... Uh, you know, we take really seriously, um, you know, we're not, we're not here to push something upon you and leave you high and dry to figure it out for yourself. I mean, we're, we're going to make sure that, you know, you get the training that you, you know, invest in your investment. I mean, something that we don't want you to, you know, purchase a hundred thousand dollar piece of equipment and, you know, have it get a layer of dust on it. We want, we want to make sure that that's getting the use and, you know, you're getting your full benefit out of it because, there's a lot of those type of products that should be paying for themselves. Well, Todd, this has been really fun as we, uh, and, I, and I've learned a lot and can continue to, to enjoy the conversation as we start to, to wrap up uh, for people that are interested in connecting with you, what's the best way to do that? Yeah. Uh, the best way for me directly uh, would just be to email me. Um, 
It's Todd, T-O-D-D, dot Slycord, uh, S-L-Y-C-O-R-D, at PattersonDental.com. Uh, or as long as you put your name, I'm always open, like I said, to text messages 24 hours a day. So uh, 24 hours a day? Well, <laughs> I, I try to try to ignore it at times, but <laughs> my wife would tell you it's 24 hours a day. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know if that's something about my phone number, but I, I'm definitely open to that. We'll start with email and then, uh, from there they can get the, the phone number directly from you. But, uh, no, yep. I, and I'm, and I'm, uh, I'm, I'm kidding you a little bit because I can tell and I know from experience with some of the same people we know that you're all about, uh, taking good care of the people that you have relationships with. So I'm kidding you about the 24 hours thing, but uh, I know you're, uh, I could tell you're a, a very responsive and a high customer service guy. So I'm sure your dentists appreciate that. Absolutely. I think, uh, yeah, again, that probably comes a little bit from my operations manager days, but I am very, uh, yeah, time time sensitive on a lot of stuff. I I don't like to have a mountain of things overhanging, so uh, I definitely work to get answers. And and again, one thing I didn't mention is, yeah, as far as getting those answers, um, you know, not only myself but a lot of the reps that I work with. Um, Again, we have a fantastic network aside from us that is always at our dentist disposal. Uh, again, like I, I mentioned to you off record is, uh, you know, I have hundreds of thousands of products uh, at my disposal. And as much as I would like to, I, I cannot be an expert in every area, um, but I can find people that are. So uh, I built a very strong uh, network of people that if you have a question about a certain product, you know, basically you reach out to me, your rep, you know, anyone in my position, they should have someone that they can put you in contact uh, and get you that answer. Awesome. Well, Todd, Todd Slycord of Patterson Dental, uh, thank you for, for being a guest on the Practice Growth Podcast and, and sharing your wisdom with our audience. I appreciate it, Sean. Thank you very much. Sean Terrell is a registered representative, certified exit planner, and financial advisor of Park Avenue Securities, LLC, PAS. Securities products and advisory services offered through PAS, member FINRA, SIPC. Financial representative of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, New York, New York. PAS is a direct, wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Terrell Financial is not an affiliate or subsidiary of PAS or Guardian. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by PAS, Guardian, or Terrell Financial, and opinions stated are their own. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. Compliance tracking number 2020-113711, expiration date December 2022.